You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, fighting the Federation from the 23rd of February, 2020. Naven wouldn't have cared if one of us had been left behind. Why should we care about him? You liked him. Me? Liked Avon? Don't be daft. I've had boils I like more than Avon. You always said you know where you are with Avon. Yeah, in trouble usually. I liked him. I'm not sure why, but I did. He was honest. He told the truth whether you liked it or not. Just like Blake and Gan. I know. I miss them, Callie. I do too. Jenna. Gan. Blake. And now Avon. All gone. There's only us left now. Hello you, coming up in this podcast we look at the latest reviews of Big Finish's audio drama. We delve into your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. We go behind the scenes with the cast and crew of Blake 7 Restoration Part 3 released this week. We give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. And we dramatise you with the first 15 minutes of Blake 7 Restoration Part 3, Parasite for absolutely free. Ow, just hit me on. Cue Nick and Benji. Hello, I'm Benji, he's Nick, and we're here to chat to you about Big Finish Productions and the world of audio drama and audio books that we have to offer you. So many good things. If you're a regular listener, great to be with you again. If you're a newbie, welcome. Come in, put your feet up, enjoy, have a macaroon. (laughs) A macaroon. Ah, yes. Yes. Yum. A room. Before we get underway with some lovely reviews of our productions, which might just inspire you to go to bigfinish.com and buy something, time now for Benji and I to catch up with what we've been doing for Big Finish recently, Benji. Well, I've been working hard on Stranded, the Eighth Doctor's new release, which oh, is rather yeah. exciting. It's very different to what you'd uh, what you'd hear normally, but it's been great fun. Um, it's out in July, I believe. It just is, to, yes. Just to I panic know. you slightly about your deadline. It is. No, it's all right. It's all right. It's, it's oh, the, my God. What am I doing this? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go and finish it. Who am I? Who am I? Well, it's only, you know, it's, it's fab at the moment. We're, it's fine. It's, a, bit, it's fine. a bit bigger of a gap than I'd normally have, so it's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's quite funny, though, because... Um, I was uh, my my cousin came over with his two small children who are about, uh, about eight or so, and he said, "Oh, he said last time I uh, last time I saw you, you said that you were working on a, a sound effect for uh, eating a gingerbread house," <laughs> and I said, what? "Yes, that's right." And uh, he said, "Oh, he said, what are you doing now?" And I I tried to think about what the last sound effect I did, and I just had to say. Loading the dishwasher. <laughs> Less fantastical. Yeah, well. it's like this is this is the reality. It's not a photon dishwasher, is it? A quantum no. dishwasher. No, just a hot point uh, jewel <laughs> washer. Why are his children too small? Well, uh, they've been in the wash. They were in the dishwasher and they've shrunk. <laughs> very good, very good. So, what about uh, you? What are you working on at the um, moment? Well, I am... Um, doing many things what am I doing I'm doing the music we were just talking about it weren't we I'm doing the music for Countermeasures the Dalek Gambit I've just finished the Mavellan Maneuver I'm also at the same time 
I've been doing the music for Operation Hellfire, the Third Doctor adventure, and I've just been given the first episode of Poison of the Daleks for the Third Doctor. I'll be starting music on that soon. Uh, doing loads of approvals of storylines coming through. You know, they all have to come to me to read and uh, make comments. You know, as I say to writers, I'm trying to find reasons to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them don't believe me um, with the numbers of comments I make. Because um, that's my responsibility, you know, as creative director. I'm responsible for everything creative that comes out of Big Finish. And if it's no good, it's it's actually my fault. You, can you it's me. all you. Me, 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 me. And um, what? Uh, when I'm writing, I'm still writing Jekyll and Hyde, my adaptation of that. I, I revisit that every now and again. Get on with it. Get on with it. And of course, oh, and I'm recording some 11th Doctor Chronicles next week with Jake Dudman. So I've been casting that uh, with Alfie Shaw, the producer, and I'm doing script editing of Space 1999 as well, which I really should get on with too. Is that enough? It's a, hard, it's a hard life, isn't it? <laughs> We've also just moved to a new office, so there are various things going on there. And also having planning meetings and discussions about Big Finish Day 2020, which is on the 6th oh, of June this it's all year. Happening, isn't it? it's yeah, all when happening. you mentioned Stranded, I suddenly thought, yeah, we're talking about maybe having an audio screening, as it were, like we did last time with Legacy of Time, preview of the first episode of Stranded. Maybe that's... Uh, that could be nice, couldn't it? Yeah, it'd certainly be finished by then, wouldn't it? June, yeah, even though it's not yeah. out until July. The first episode will be finished. Well, I'm already, I'm, I'm over the halfway point already. So, you know, we're we're doing well. We're doing well. I don't know whether they've announced the second big guest at Big Finish Day. I won't say anything just in case they haven't. Um, but also, I'm sorting out all the uh, the Big Finish guests for that. So we've got a list of people who will hopefully come. One of them's you, Benji, and. Hopefully you'll be coming. Oh, I'm, I can't. I can't do that day. I've. I've got to. Um, <laughs> can't be bothered. You know, I'm down the laundrette. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing hair. there. <laughs> <laughs> Shrinking children. I don't think I've ever walked into a laundrette actually. So haven't you? Go. God, I've spent so much of my life in laundrettes. It was like a huge luxury thing. When finally, uh, when would it have been? 1997. I bought my first washing machine God, the future man that must uh, have felt yeah. like up until or was it no I don't think I don't think it was because that's when I moved into my flat but I didn't get a washing machine for quite some time because I'd just been used to going to the laundrette I mean I did graduate to the luxury of the the service wash oh yeah where you, you'd go back you know four hours later and the lady had uh, folded it all up for you Sorry about the casual sexism there, but in my experience, all the washing, <laughs> all the laundry attendants I've ever met have been women, but I'm sure. A washerwoman, as they, <laughs> they used to call in old fairy tales. That's right, like Toad of Toad Hall posed as a washerwoman, didn't a they? A washerwoman. Um, anyway, just moving away from, uh, please uh, send all your criticism of my gender stereotyping to podcasts at bigfinish.com oh, also the Cybermen are back on TV tonight uh, it may not have escaped your notice that Big Finish has produced a lot of Cyberman stories got any favourites Benji? oh we're going back I mean I obviously spare parts is is the obvious choice yeah. um, I have to say the, the, why I mean, is that? I love... what's it about for those who don't know? for those who don't know I think we actually talked about this maybe 
couple of weeks last ago. Week. Oh, right. Last week, yeah, we I think we actually did. It's, a, it's sort of a, a Cybermen origin story in a way, isn't it? Really, with uh, the Fifth Doctor, it's just so good. You know, it's it's all going back to to Mondas and oh it's just it's great let's hear a bit of that it's taken six years training but the sky's the limit today as mankind sets out on its mission to see the stars this area is restricted to civilians why what aren't we supposed to see i saw your friend seemed like an amiable chap the doctor at dots what were you doing there uh, what's happening oh power cut just when I got the lights on. Sounds like your society's in its death throes. Not the end of the world, you could be right. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe Mondas doesn't have a future after all. Emergency generators! Get the backup generators running! Keep moving. It's too dark to see! No one leaves! No one! Doctor Van Allen, you are relieved of your duties. How dare you, Zeng! All this is my work! I created you! And I am superior to you. Be proud while you still have the capacity. That travesty that was once a human being is part of me. I don't know how long it'll take. I'm not even sure I want to stop it. But I can give you a wake-up call. Not me to change things and stop this horror once and for all. Clear these streets. Return to your homes. There is nothing to see. There you are. You can get that at bigfinish.com. Just go and type in spare parts into the search pane at the top. You'll find it. It's easily done. Easily done. I'll tell you what I haven't listened to in a long, long time. Um, but remember from back in the day, probably mm-hmm. only be a couple of years ago, is that um, the individual Cyberman series that we did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is really interesting. I think it's, you know, it's... I was excited because obviously we'd done uh, previously we did the Dalek Empire stuff and and then now it was like right we're doing a sort of not a similar thing but we're giving the cyber the Cybermen their own kind of yeah I remember thing. the meeting when they decided they said come on Nick you know you've done a Dalek Empire surely it's time you did a Cyberman Empire so I don't want to call it Cyberman Empire but uh, <laughs> uh, Cybermats it was called Cyberman yeah and Cyberman Cyberman there's actually a, a, a box set collection of them. Ah, oh, there it is. Uh, Cyberman, the complete series one and two. That was recently released, wasn't it? Re-released, should I say. Well, May 2016, so not that recent. Recent for me. I suppose it's not now. It's eight yeah. years ago. It feels recent to me. Let's listen to the trailer. Welcome to the Isle of Wight, Mr. Hunt. Huh. A penal colony is the last place I expected mm, to find. I know how you feel. Is it certain? It's certain. Where? Five miles out, 30 fathoms down. Answer me! What are you? Are you working with Paul Hunt? Answer me or I fire. You cannot kill me. Yes, she 
bigfinish.com and find that um the first series i wrote and it was a sort of little um i brought back some of the cast from dalek empire playing different roles it was a bit like a bit of a rep company and bizarrely with the first <laughs> series i did it i recorded it continuously as live with we had a, a day's rehearsal and we fed sound effects in as we went along that's crazy i just wanted a, and i did a little bit of editing later and and we did it less completely as the four episodes went along but we did do them like that it's funny and we invited people to come and listen to it in the green room on a speaker how quickly was the turnaround for that one how quickly did you get it from studio straight to kind of to a state where you could say it's signed off as it were oh just um about a week that's fantastic isn't it really? yeah well because i pre-composed all the music and uh yeah and i and i'd just recently done um Nebulous for Radio 4. So I'd been a um, Baby Cow Productions that had signed me an assistant for that, and I'd never had an assistant and, and have never had one since uh, <laughs> in the studio for Big Finish. And so she was the person who I had sort of calling the shots, as it were. She was calling out when the, the sound effects were due to be cued in and all this kind of thing. So we had people doing live Foley. I always remember seeing John Ainsworth taking his trousers down in front of a microphone <laughs> a sequence <laughs> where someone's meant to be getting dressed. Um, but also we were feed it, feeding in effects from a mini disc player, I seem to remember. Oh, wow. Um, that was back in the day, you see. Different world now. Yeah. And the funny thing is that all the journalists who came to listen to it, we didn't realise this, but the the audio feed they were getting also included my voice as the director because every now and again I, I would be cueing the actors I'd be saying stand by for scene four and they'd all be sort of shuffling around from booth to booth <laughs> and uh, um, unbelievably were making no extraneous noise doing it but the um, the journalists could all hear my voice going and all this kind of thing <laughs> and they said you know, if it weren't for that, it would have just been like listening to a completely finished production. You know, it's fun. And they couldn't see the actors or anything. So we could have just been playing them a CD, couldn't we? And sort That's of pretending. great, though, isn't it, really? What a compliment to, to you know, what's, to the whole production, really, in the sense that you can get it to that stage in such a yeah. short amount of time. It was exciting and mad. It was, you know, um, when was the original series done? I don't think it says in the details here, does it? 
Does it say the... No, it won't say when the original... You could probably find it... Um... We didn't do it with the second series. I didn't write the second series either. I mean, I worked very closely with James Swallow, who wrote the scripts, but we went through storylines together. And 2005 was the first episode of um, wow. of series one. Scorpius, the first episode. So it was coming out. It was, yeah. So it was um, round about the time of the new series coming back when I was working on it. And, you know, it's bizarre to think... I think I said this at the Big Finish party. It's bizarre to think in that first period of Big Finish, before before I was uh, exec producer and before um, the TV series came back, that period of Big Finish, even though it's actually only six or seven years, that feels like forever. And it was a time, long time ago, though. Yeah, but it feels like forever. That period felt like forever. It felt like because when I got to the point of doing Cyberman, I was so... Um, in need of a new challenge that's why i did it that way because i thought oh, i've done this so many times and that and also i wrote creatures of beauty where i thought we know how a doctor who story goes let's write let's do one in completely the wrong order and give them the ending <laughs> at the beginning and i just thought i've done this so many times and yet you know it's been many more years since then and i don't feel quite the same like oh i've done it all been there it's weird isn't it it's funny, it's just, I think it's how we feel at the time. It's all the influences going on in life. And you can learn to love things again, can't you, as well? You know, you can suddenly go, oh, I've done, we've been doing it different for so long. I'd love to do it how it is, you know, and yeah. revisit that sort of aspect of things. I think it's also that the TV series, you know, keeps renewing and, and giving us new challenges, really. new and, and introduce, We certainly do take our lead a lot of the time from the TV series. You know, like our Paul McGann and uh, Sheridan Smith, Eighth Doctor and Lucy Adventures were very much more in the style of what Russell T. Davis was doing on television. That sort of inspired us to make our Doctor a bit more like that or our version of doing it like that which was quite different well it's good hmm. as well you know big um big finish is one of the doctor who is one of those shows you know it's it's unlike other shows in the sense that you it can shake itself up in that way you know and, and present new challenges and new ways of doing things it's a, it's a hmm. regenerating television show indeed and and so that was us talking about the cybermen and um mm. matters arising just before we move on there's another thing i wanted to mention to you benji because I admit that I didn't know this, but it came up in a storyline recently, and I just wanted to know whether you knew. Do you know the word six, which is S-I-C-S? Do you know what that means? Six. Yeah. Not um, sick, as in, you know, as was originally said in brackets, you know, S-I-C, but six as a verb. No. He's six. Yeah. I didn't know either. I thought it was a typo in, um, in a storyline. And John Dorney, who was the script editor, got back to me and said, uh, oh, you've never heard of that then? I thought he was having a laugh. And I said, oh, yeah, very funny. And he went, no, 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 you've not heard of that verb. And I said, no, it's not in the dictionary. I didn't, couldn't find it in my dictionary. And I went online and typed in six, and it was sort of various health things came up and acronyms. But then I did eventually find it's a verb, which means, and it, it was used in the context of the storyline where it says he six his monsters on the doctor i thought well he obviously meant to say sets he sets his monsters on the doctor but that's exactly what it means in an animal context to to set something interesting loose and it's six yeah never actually heard of it. there there is um there is a, a saying that i've heard in films where people when people are releasing like dogs or something they say sick em, boys 
Like that's that. what it means. So maybe that's what it means. Yeah, yeah. there we go. That that makes sense. So I yes. felt very ignorant and stupid, and um, and got to know a new word. The trouble is with saying six like that. It sounds like S I X, doesn't it? It sounds like the number six. It does. But yeah, I mean that's that's the beauty of the English language, isn't it? It's crazy, and sometimes things sound the same and mean different things. And it's about being fle- flexible and open-minded, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's perspective fle- fle- and context. Perspective, context, and yeah, and you know, flexibility. I think is the key. Let's let's uh, segue on to another section now, the reviews section. Oh, um, you know, I, lo- I haven't used the word segue in a long time. It's great, isn't it? It's a great word. Uh, this week we'll be taking a look at the fourth Doctor Adventures, Chase the Night, mm-hmm. and Purgatory 12, and of course, Adam Adamant Lives, which arrived in the post yesterday. Oh, did it? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's got it right here. Look at that, Nick. There you go. Nice little package there. Yeah, very nice, very colourful. I like it. So, Chase the Night, Doctor Who, Chase the Night, first one up from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The Fourth Doctor Adventures, Chase the Night. What's happening? We picked up a distress signal. I'm sorry. Trace this signal and come to our aid. This is colony ship Tantalus. Why did you decide to land here? We didn't. Oh dear. The ship sustained critical damage. Us with no choice but to make landfall on the nearest inhabitable planet. Ah. And we've been stuck here ever since. Ah. Although this planet is habitable on the night side, on the daylight side it is scorching hot. Thanks for the meal. You must understand. What was that? We're slowing down. I know that you have a ship that can get us off this planet because either we will all leave together in your ship or we will all die together. What's that? Oh. Doctor! Adric, get away from that thing. Oh. 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 Adric! Yes, Laker, what is it? Pilot, I'm at the main airlock. There's a dozen people down here wrecking the ship. What? Fly high into the sky! No! May I be of assistance? Doctor! Yes, Pilot Dina. Is the doctor there? Hello? Please proceed at once to the sick bay. What? One of my crew has been injured. Watch out! Ow! Why? Stupid thing fit me! are a medical doctor, I take it? Of course! Well, let's just hope you can do more for them than you could do for the engines. The chase is over. It is time for the dawn. The forest! It's bursting into flames! We have to get out of here right now! You can't just go! I'm sorry, but we don't have time to save your ship. The TARDIS! Big finish. We love stories. Colonel, what's Abdrick done? Is he in the doghouse already? Just go to bigfinish.com and type chase the night into the search pane. You know, the little um, little thing. You know, sort of. yeah, I actually got that into my Radio 4 Extra. <laughs> as I was mentioning BBC Sounds. I said, you know, just type it in and the little search pane there. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, we like that. I thought, hee, <laughs> oh, oh, look up. Little uh, do you know. <laughs> <laughs> look, I did confess, actually. I said, this is what I say on the Big Finish podcast. And they just thought, what? 
Um, or, or look up Fourth Doctor Adventures Series 09, Volume 1. That's really easy to type in, isn't it? Uh, you can buy it and it's yours forever. Just stream it. It's yours. Download it. Get the Keep CD. It. It's yours. You can give it to your children. And uh, you can also get a download of Part 1 for free as well. Anyway, DoctorWhoWatch.com, yes, we're finally getting to a review in the review section, says, along with morally complex characters and a great concept, Jonathan Morris is also keen to explore the regular characters too, while Purgatory 12, which is the other story in that box set, focused more on both Adric and K-9, 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 dining with K. Chase the Night focuses more on Romana. She's been travelling with the Doctor for a long time, but in this story she begins to learn about greater responsibilities. Honestly, it feels like great build-up towards her exit in Warrior's Gate and even beyond. With rich characters and great ideas, Chase the Night is a fantastic sci-fi story, a highly recommended story for Doctor Who fans to check out. Bada bing, bada boom, and on the Twitter sphere, at Audio Who One says, just listen to part one of Chase the Night. Series 18 isn't a favourite of mine, but it would have it would have been had it contained stories this good. Hoping that it continues this way. Ooh, well, there we go. Uh, and now we move on to Doctor Who Purgatory 12. Ah, oh, Scrayer, man, put him over there. Oh, it's hardly worth bothering with, Colonel. Barely alive. Another unsolicited drain on our resources. My name is Adric. Where is this? Welcome to Purgatory 12. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, the Fourth Doctor Adventures, Purgatory 12. Ow! They're shooting at us. What is that? Not a missile. It's more like rust. Landing of catch imminent. Steady. Too late. Hold tight. This is Adric. We shall soon find something unforgivable in him. For in the sight of Darklish, we are all unforgiven. A friend of mine, two friends, have gone missing. It's true. The gullet of guys. Hold on, my lady. I, I can't. Hang on. And I have to find them. Once the gullet gets you. Big Finish. We love stories. Go to bigfinish.com and type Purgatory 12 into the search pane to find it. You know, the search pane and all sort of round. Now, like Chase the Night, it's part of the Fourth Doctor Adventures Series 09 Volume 1 box set, so you can also type that in too if you feel like a bit of a typing exercise. Benji seems distracted. What's going on, mate? I'm just going to grab a fleece. Oh, he's getting a bit cold. Fleece jacket, anyway. It's the sound of the just, Felice. Whoop, whoop, whoop. It's uh, very, very chilly in here, so I thought I was going to myself I think up. I'll turn up my radiator a little bit and just uh, destroy the environment. There we go. Slightly me, more me, me lumberjack jacket on. Ah, well, you're okay. So, uh, Doctor Who Purgatory 12, DoctorWhoWatch.com uh, says, Purgatory 12 is exactly why I'm glad that the fourth Doctor Adventures has moved from telling two-part stories to four-part stories. I've enjoyed many of the former in previous series, but a story like Purgatory 12 needs plenty of room to be told. It's a story full of strange ideas, but at the same time, it also takes the time to explore its characters too. 
a solid start to the brand new series of the Fourth Doctor Adventures. Yeah, and I've no idea why we're presenting these reviews in a different order. I think it's just the way Alfie put them in the file. And, I, you know, we should have done Purgatory Jump twice first. I mean, anyway, who cares? And on the Twitter sphere, <laughs> at new... 5996 anyone else listen to doc, uh, hashtag Doctor Who Purgatory 12 I've been listening on and off all day and at Big Finish have gotten a great script from Mark Platt and a powerhouse performance from at Minetta Lane who's at Minetta Lane uh, Matthew Waterhouse oh righto why is it called that do you think who knows well, maybe that's where he lives anyway next up Adam Adamant Lives Volume 01 from Big Finish Productions Adam Adamant Lives Volume 1 Adam Adamant Adam Adamant I really think this might be it Adam Adamant, gentleman adventurer, worked with the police and the government, solved crime, fought against enemies of the crown. I am the last stand! I am Britannia! William E. Sims, my dear. Georgina Jones. I am Adam Adamant! Don't tell me he's got himself in trouble. Is he the type? Very much so. Can even Adam Adamant fight the grave? Well, I'd never heard of him. Dear Lord, man, get the Prime Minister to safety! This man is the one Adam Adamant Adam Adamant <laughs> I am the face Big Finish we love stories. Well, just go to bigfinish.com and yes. type Adam Adamant into mm. that little search pane, you know, little the sort of round thing, thing yes. at the top. Yeah, and you can buy the CD or the digital download, or both, and they're yours forever. And oh. I can say, looking at it right now, it's a lovely little box set there. Mm. Well, scifibulletin.com says, very, very different from anything that's come before for Adam Adamant. Nine out of ten. Ooh. Nice. Um, Tim Worthington's blog says and Tim writes for Doctor Who magazine this revival isn't so far apart from the original and it rattles along with an exuberant wit and energy that recalls those dim and distant and partially lost black and white small screen adventures while making them very much its own as for that theme song itself it's been overhauled by Benji Clifford with a wallpaper shattering belting out vocal from Louise M. Kimber and rather than being the sort of bland, cyberneticized carbon copy that it would have been easy to resort to, it sounds exactly like it would if someone was overhauling it for Lana Del Rey or Adele. How about that? That's lovely, isn't it? She's very talented, is Louise. And yeah, really, brilliant. really good friend of mine. I've known her for a million years. But also, Did you she... see the making of video I put together. Great, he's crazy as well. It's really funny. The new it's... shot. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely wacky. Oh, it's, it's great fun. The good thing about her is that she she really gets it if that makes sense she loves yeah. things from the past uh, as do I uh, as do all of her family um, and so subsequently going to her with this and saying this is what we'd like you to do she's just for her it's like of course of course I'll do it like that just went learned it she already knew the words just came and did it it was lovely it's an absolute Amazing. pleasure but it's nice that you know that she actually wants to do it because some people I've met who you know when, when uh, doing things always want to do something different remember somebody yeah. saying I'll never I'll never do this unless I can put my own stamp on it mm. but with her she very much was kind of like I want to do it this way let's let's do let's do the 60s thing and kind of do it that way so I was really pleased with that 
Oh, she did it beautifully. Let's have a listen to it now. On the Twitter sphere, at Ploppy Le Chien. So difficult reading that out without feeling slightly bilious. Uh, the latest 1960s cult TV series given the at Big Finish makeover, at Guy Adams author and at Briggs Nicholas have created magic in this audio box set. So that's why I'm forgiving you your name. Uh, it's an utter delight a truly wonderful cast in some top-notch stories all i can say is adam adamant lives in capitals 10 out of 10 thank you so much ploppy well i've got two little things there we've got blog to who uh, saying that this set has proven that despite the amount of reimagining projects the company have taken on big finish has not lost their spark for breathing new life into an old ip even with two more on the way in the form of time slip a very exciting that one and one further and unannounced range this has shown itself to be a fantastic piece of escapism and pure avengers-esque spy-fi delight with that final reveal it leaves you wishing it was already august so that you can listen to more also carl will 42601337 says death has a thousand faces a thousand i just said i meant to say a thousand a thousand faces uh the second episode of the first big finish adam adamant set takes the tv episode of the same name and offers something new with it guy adams author that's on twitter that's guy adams of course proves himself to be a superb sims yeah. as well as a writer all the fun theatricality of Jack May's interpretation. Nice. And thank you, Benji. I just accidentally read out one of my things in the wrong order and you just perfectly coped, didn't you? And just, That's what uh, we do here, Nick. One. That's what we do. We're pros. I just, I just thought I'd uh, draw attention to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but thank you. Uh, that's it for the reviews this time. Thanks to Alfie Shaw and his internet trawling capabilities. More next time. Coming up soon, we go behind the scenes with Blake 7 Restoration Part 3. Uh, but before that, time now for listeners' emails. Yes, listeners' emails. That's right. It's here. It's now. And if you want to talk to us, you can. It's so easy. We'd love to hear from you. Send your emails to podcast at bigfinish.com. That's right, all that, send it off, and we might read it out. We get quite a lot of emails, so we can't always read them out, but you never know, you could be lucky, it could be you. First up, this one here from Jeff Kapahilakakalkapopopono-Cragen. Um, I have that no was, idea if that, that was, was right. That was beautifully read, <laughs> I hope that's how it is. I really hope that works. Do you um, think that's a Hawaiian name? I don't know, it's brilliant though. It is, fantastic. Kappa. Ika how Ika Pono. Yeah, I think I'm pretty. Yeah. Yeah, You're a braver gave, man than I. Gave it my best shot anyway, so yeah. I apologise if it's completely wrong. Um, I've 
almost all of the main monthly range from one to the most recent. I just want to say it's zero zero one. It says there because mm-hmm. there are over a hundred of them. There well over a hundred, yeah, two hundred and something. Um, but uh, I'm missing a few in the 80 to 100 numbers. Without knowing the titles, I can no longer find them. I'm assuming that they're buried among the 5th through to 8th Doctors, but I don't know an easy way to find them. Your help is appreciated, and I did try a search using, i.e. Doctor Who 084 and Doctor Who Monthly Range. Anyways, thanks again, Jeff. <laughs> um, well... There is an answer to this, and I'm really sorry. This is a failing on the website. It's really difficult to find things like this. It's just bonkers. We've got to think about a better way of doing this. My answer is that the 100th release is called Doctor Who 100. So type in 100 into the search pane and then search backwards using the previous release in this range clickable text at the bottom of the page. It's very good, that is. It's clever. clever. So you just keep just going back. So if you go back from 100, you'll start to find the ones that... uh, you, you haven't got. Next up, uh, this from Melissa Heslop, who sent this to various email addresses at um, Big Finish, but also to the podcast address. Dear Nick Briggs, my name is Melissa, a helpless girlfriend whose boyfriend is addicted to Big Finish. <laughs> I enjoy the odd audio every now and again. Top quality stories. Well done, lad. I don't ask for much, but please, please, please. In, in capital letters, stop doing warehouse sales. My boyfriend can't help but buy something each time from the sale. We don't have any space. <laughs> if you are unable to stop doing warehouse sales, please can you buy us a bigger bookcase for the endless amount of audios he has. Yours sincerely, Melissa Heslop. <laughs> um, I'm really sorry, Melissa. I feel bad. Um, but But I'm kind of over it already. <laughs> Yeah. In fact, there's a warehouse sale coming up. (laughs) And finally, then, this one here from Cara from Germany. Dear Nick and Benji, I think you are outer space alien wizards because everything Big Finish touches turns to gold. With sparkly, glittery stuff with cherries on top. Uh, Warning, please don't eat glittery cherries. It might not be healthy. True. But, but I mean, you know, they are appealing, aren't they? Uh, but anyway, I am not the master, and you will probably not obey me. Please be so kind and don't read out the brackets so everyone thinks I'm the master. Oh, Sorry, oh, I ruined that one. Uh, please answer my questions. Number one. I couldn't help but mention that the latest volume of the First Doctor's Adventures looks quite different than its two predecessors. Is that simply because a new designer made the cover art, or is there any other reason? It's, I think it's the same designer. I think it's Tom Webster, but I think we just... I don't know. We, we just like to ring the changes. It's rather splendid, though, isn't it? I yeah. like it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. Who made the Torchwood theme in Victorian age? Um... Uh, it is absolutely fantastic spin on the theme what's well, an oh, absolutely fantastic spin on the theme yes it's, spin on the theme sounds like quite a good thing as well spin on the theme <laughs> spin that disc um, it's Blair Mowat who does the music for talented Torture chap for us, talented chap who I just oh God, I keep meaning to go out and have a drink with him anyway and he's written a, he's written a script recently as well what was that for Anyway, he's a very nice man. Very nice man. Uh, and last but never the least, thanks for the wonderful person who introduced the little quotes on both back and front cover 
of the Vortex magazine. They're such a delightful little Easter eggy thing. Okay, probably by now everyone will have mentioned that I am not the master. <laughs> he would never use the words wonderful person in a good way. Maybe if he shrunk them first. Um, <laughs> and now it's time to say goodbye in an emaily kind of way. Greetings from Germany. Bist wishes, Kara. That's what it uh, says there. Bist wishes. Thank good. you so much. Lovely to hear from you, Kara. Thanks for emailing in. I mean, sorry, uh, the master. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry the master. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Master Kara. Uh, that's it for the emails this week. Keep them coming to podcast at bigfinish.com. More next time. Time now to go behind the scenes with Blake 7 Restoration Part 3. My name is John Ainsworth and I am the producer and director for Blake 7. With Avon gone... Everything changes? You know it does. You mean who's going to take charge? Don't look at me. I'm not. I don't even know what we're doing anymore. With Zen taking over the Liberator, we're all in the dark. You know who's got the answers. Yes, all right. I don't suppose we can avoid it any longer. Trevor Baxendale came up with much of the art story for the whole of the restoration trilogy of box sets. So we always knew what the end was going to be. My name is Jan Chappell. I'm playing Callie. I assume Dana Mallonby and Villa Restel are on board. I'll need you as hostages if I'm going to force them to give themselves up. They would rather die. Really? Oh, good. Shall we put that to the test? Good. Lovely. Thank you. It's just the usual exercise of imagination, and that's all one's got. And uh, I've exercised it quite a bit over the years. It's not difficult. I mean, I don't know whether I've achieved what I tried to achieve. Only people listening will know that, but I think I've done it all right. My name is Michael Keating, and I play the character Villa Restor. He's beginning to find himself, I think, as he's got a little older. <laughs> Do you trust Celine Villa? Trust is a funny word, Dana. Like friend is a funny word. What does it really mean? What do you think it means? I just try to take everyone at face value. As long as they're not actually trying to kill you, you mean? The very definition of a friend in my book. I've enjoyed it very much. It's been great fun to do it because I haven't been doing a, a lot of television. So it's nice to be, uh, you know, doing uh, audio work. I am getting on a bit, you know. I'm a pensioner. I'm 72, so it's, it's lovely. Anything like this, I enjoy very much. Hello, my name is Alistair Locke, and I play Orak and Zen. Very evil Zen in one of these stories. Do as you are commanded. Zen, it's me, Villa. I know you can hear me. I know you can understand. We need your help. No. What do you mean, no? Sira is dying. Irrelevant. Where are the others? Irrelevant. Dana and Tarrant, Callie and Celine. Let me speak to them. I need to know you haven't done anything to harm them. Irrelevant. It's not irrelevant. They're not irrelevant. That, that's good. Uh, yeah, the thing about Zen originally, he was just a, literally a device, a plot device to deliver information. Information. We are now doing the maypole dance. You know, we are now flying at standard by ten. We are now that sort of thing. So, yes, he was just there to deliver information. And uh, so then they brought in Orac, who was this sort of supercomputer who, was, who definitely had a personality that was based on his 
create an ensor, and so he was tetchy and irritable, and so that was more fun to play because there was a character to play. And then on top of that, what was fun was when the, the writers realised that I was having fun with that and they would write scenes where Aurak was arguing with the Zen. And um, I'd try to do that in the one take. Rather than doing one pass at Zen and then doing another pass at Aurak, I'd try to do it in the one go. As I have now been disconnected from the Imperium computer, the Quonark opponent is free to extend full control over the Liberator once again. The Quonark are the enemy. This unit will assist. Right, let's go. And the, the thing was, when it was on originally, I was a student at uh, college, and uh, I loved watching this crazy science fiction series with these, uh, you know, amazing quality actors and and some very good storylines and thinking I'd love to be part of something like that never dreaming that one day I would end up playing both Zen and Orag. My name is Trevor Littledale and I play Valren. I'm Becky Wright and I play Zariah. If, as our history tells us, the stone was left for us by people from deep space, well, perhaps we need them to return. Now you go too far, Zariah. But they left the stone for us. They must be able to fix it. If they came back, it... They will never return. Good. Lovely. He is effectively the tutor to Zariah, played by lovely Becky here. And you start off, when I first read the script, I kind of thought, he's not, uh, not a very nice character. I play Zariah, I'm a teenager, which is kind of nice to be cast so young. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish. When I first read the plot, I thought this is kind of a Logan's Run thing where we don't like old people and there's kind of that going on, but the essence of her is she's very keen and wants to do the best. This great sense of youthful sense of justice that young people have, mm. that things should be right and done the right way, which can come across as being quite obnoxious and know-it-all, so it's a delicate balance between the two. And don't forget, Blake 7 Restoration Part 3 is out this week, go to bigfinish.com and type in restoration and you're sure to find it. And if you get it, you've got it for life. It's yours. And don't forget, we'll be drama teasing you with the first 15 minutes of this epic four-hour adventure following the end of this podcast. Meanwhile, time now. Mean well, did I say? I don't know what I said. Manuel! Manuel, time now okay. for you to brace yourselves for the unknown delights of the Randomoid Selectatron! There's too much butter on those trays. Only joking. <laughs> and it's 8.8 .8 Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles, The Sleeping City. The Sleeping City. Performed by William Russell and Ooh. written by Ian Potter. Lovely. Well, there we go. Um, we'll give you a 25% uh, discount on that. I just want to check something about this. Ian Potter, who uh, came to us initially as a sound designer and did sound design on Judge Dredd ones, which are unfortunately no longer available. All the Judge Dredd ones, not just Ian. But yes, he wrote this rather splendid story. Here's the trailer. Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles, The Sleeping City. I don't think you fully appreciate the seriousness of your situation, Mr. Chesterton. Oh, believe me. I do. You're aware of the impact your disappearance made? I haven't really kept up with the papers, to be honest. Conscious dream mingling is just the tip of Limbus. 
Limbus connects the people of Hisk subconsciously too. It encourages our citizens to truly know each other, to share who they are and what they hope to be together. It feeds into our real lives, helps us work for the common good. Focus. Focus on the light. Would it help if I were to say members of my department were already aware of the Doctor? What? I don't understand. There have been certain events since your departure which have brought him to our attention. There, there, my child. It was just a dream, that's all. Just a dream. It wasn't, though, she said. It was real. I felt a hand on my shoulder in Nimbus. And when I turned around, it was Bennett. My old guardian, Bennett. But his face wasn't right somehow. I, I'm trying to investigate a murder here and prevent a second. Big finish. We love stories. Also alongside William Russell there, William, William Russell is a lovely man, or Russell Enoch, which is his real name, um, is John Banks, uh, a stalwart performer of Big Finish. Um, always great to see John in a production. So how do they get this 25% discount? I'm like the policeman in Allo Allo, all my <laughs> vowel sounds are wrong. Good morning. Good I have morning. just pooped, it, pooped on. 20% doscont. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's very simple if you want to get this 20% discount uh, all you have to do is yes. write 20 on a bit of paper super glue it to a brick and throw it in the sea um, no you, you go to bigfinish.com it's 25% anyway you know, there we go that's just, yeah, but that's, that's the whole point isn't it you, know, you have to earn that 5% by throwing it into the sea oh, um, right, right. all you have to do is go to bigfinish.com the website and on there go along the menu to podcasts click on podcasts and it will have the latest podcast up click read more and there in the blurb of the podcast underneath the big photo um, it will tell you to click here and enter the code buck up and it's buck up in all capital letters and that's all you need to enter in once you do that it will give you the offer and that discount will be yours. That's not good, his, not hers, but yours. Well, thank you very much, Ran, once again, for an interesting, delicious, savoury, moist choice. Delete is applicable, it says it on the script. It's a, <laughs> it's a good s- selection there. Time now, of course, for us to say goodbye. Yes. In a Blake 7 style. Goodbye. Was that, was that Avon? Avon? That was my Avon, yeah. It's, Avon. Actually, that was my impersonation of our head of marketing, Steve Berry's Avon, because he just <laughs> he just does Avon at the drop of a hat. He said, yeah, he does this version, but I can't do it. I mean, well, I don't know what that is that I'm doing. What does that sort sound of, like? Oh, it's yeah. sort of ever so slightly sort of like that, isn't it? Well, you could do uh, Gareth Thomas. Just, you know, he's got that sort of... I was thinking Gareth. Gareth Thomas is sort of yeah, he's a bit, but he's also kind of a bit breathy, isn't he? You know, sort of talks like that all the time. Come on, Avon, you know, he's sort of a little bit like that, isn't he? So I suppose he'd sort of say, oh, oh, goodbye. That was terrible, (laughs) terrible. That was him getting upset. (laughs) I've just got to prolong this podcast for a little bit longer because that just reminds me I was watching Frontier in Space last night, you know, because. That's what I'm you Nick do. Briggs and I'm an idiot. Um, and uh, the the uh, draconian prince 
has so many different ways of saying my life at your command which is when and on his <laughs> final exit he's just rushing off down the corridor and he just saw you could just hear him going around the corner going my life at your command <laughs> doesn't clearly doesn't mean it it's that yeah bah, whatever whatever yeah i'm gonna die in a minute anyway but my life is your command yeah he doesn't die though they they escape don't they yeah but he might have thought he was gonna die well that's true my life at your command Maybe, maybe, that's what he, we should maybe say when he's escaping, the... he's sort of there going, and by the way, my life isn't at your command anymore. I'm <laughs> off. You see, we're escaping. I'm off. Bahamas, two weeks, that's me. Don't we call me. our new Big Finish greeting, couldn't we? Sir? You're listening to the Big Finish podcast. My life at your command. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do that from now on. That's, that's that, the, new, the new us. That won't sound weird at all. So, while we're away, here's the first 15 minutes for free of Blake Seven's Restoration Part 3 Parasite by Trevor Baxendale. And this box set stars Paul Darrow, Michael Keating, Jan Chappell, Stephen Pacey, Yasmin Bannerman, and Alistair Locke. My life at your command! <laughs> Every system. Every system. Information. Course correction 27 Delta. Speed standard by 9. Zen, we need more data. Destination and expected time of arrival. Zen, stop engines. Full reverse. Course change to 04 Alpha. Take us back to Hyperion Base. Maybe if you said please? Zen, respond! <sighs> please? He's still not talking to us. Oh, what would be the point anyway? Even if we did turn back, it's too late now. We'd better carry on with the systems check. Force wall energy banks. 100% capacity. All projectors aligned and ready. All systems go. Hmm. Villa, what's the situation down there? Hello, Tarrant. Everything is fine down here. Perfectly fine. Have you been drinking, Villa? Certainly no. I mean, not. Drop a single knot. Villa! I'm fine. The Liberator's fine. This bottle of Phallox wine is, uh, well, it's empty. You'd better get back to the flight deck and quick. Why? What's the hurry? I don't want you passing out in the computer control section. I'm fine here, Tarrant. Honestly, just... Just leave me alone. Tarrant, it's Callie. I'm in computer control. I've got Villa. It's okay. He's drunk. Can you blame him? We need everyone at their best, Callie. I'm always at my best when I've had a drink. Oh, bring him up to the flight deck. Thanks, Callie. Is it all okay down there? Yes, all systems functioning perfectly. Everything's running as sweet as a loaded Ruliex wheel. Callie, out. <laughs> 
He's taking it hard, Tarrant. Aren't we all? Villa and Callie knew him the longest. I know, but that doesn't really matter much, does it? With Avon gone... Everything changes? You know it does. You mean who's going to take charge? Don't look at me. I'm not. I don't even know what we're doing anymore. With Zen taking over the Liberator, we're all in the dark. You know who's got the answers. Yes, all right. I don't suppose we can avoid it any longer. when you'd come for me. It seems you were quite right in your assessment, Dr. Shan. The Liberator is functioning perfectly, all systems fully repaired and charged. Except our flight computer still won't follow orders, and we're effectively prisoners on our own ship. Tarrant, isn't it? Yes. Ex-Federation? A long time ago. Doesn't matter. You can always tell. Tell what? It's the attitude. It lingers. I take it you're not exactly a fan of the Terran Federation, then? I don't care about it one way or another, to be perfectly honest. I'm independent. That's how I felt once, hence the X. And now? The Federation has been trying to kill me ever since I... defected. They seem to have taken it rather personally. So? It means I know where I stand. And I think I know where you stand, too. Really? When the Hyperion research base was being evacuated, you didn't wait around for the Federation cruiser to get you out. You came here. Yes. With Avon's teleport bracelet. That's right. So you didn't fancy explaining yourself to the Federation. Perhaps you'd rather explain yourself to us, Dr. Shan. Call me Celine. You see, Celine, I still don't understand why Avon would willingly hand over his only means of escape like that. We've been through all this several times. Well, I think we need to go over it again. No, we don't. What you need is for me to fix Zen. That is why I'm here, after all. That's why you've come for me now, isn't it? But you are late, Azariah. I'm sorry, I was in the... Sorry is not on time. You were supposed to be here 20 kions ago. 20? 20. It's not good enough, Zariah. I'm sorry, Valren. Primus. I'm sorry, Primus. If you're going to amount to anything in this ministry, Zariah, 
You're going to have to master the basics of official courtesy. Use the correct title. Be punctual. I said I'm sorry. All right. We'll let it pass for now. But please try harder. You have the ability to be an excellent minister, but you must focus. Zariah, is there something you wish to tell me? Well, I was in the Star Chamber, and I was checking on the... The Star uh, Chamber? Yes. I was checking the Power Stone. Something wasn't right with it, and I thought that... Not I, right? With the Power Stone? Yes. Uh, I've checked the energy levels like you taught me, and then... I thought I, I told you not to enter the Star Chamber unattended. It is useful for study, but it can be dangerous. That Power Stone keeps the Citadel safe. It is all that stands between us and the sea, and it is not... Well, exactly! But what if it is broken or, or, or going wrong? Or... It is our duty to look after the Power Stone, Zariah. The Ministry's duty. And as Primus, I can assure you that the Power Stone is functioning exactly as it should. And it will continue to do so for a long time to come. But what if it's That's not... enough! I suppose I should be glad you were attending to your studies. But that's the thing, Valorant. So, sorry, I mean, I mean, Primus. I was trying to study the energy fluctuations as part of the maintenance routine. But there was something wrong. I'm sure of it. Soraya, if this is one of your jokes... No, 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 it's not. I promise. The Power Stone is broken. I'm sure of it. And that means the whole Citadel is in danger. Tell us again what happened. I've already told you. The problem is we don't believe you. The problem is you don't want to believe me. We know Avon. He wouldn't just hand over his teleport bracelet to a stranger. Mm, he's not the self-sacrificing type. Oh, all right. Have it your own way. But I've told you what happened and it's the truth. The truth? We always value the truth, Celine. The truth can have a very sharp edge, Kelly. Avon did give me his teleport bracelet, but it was only because he couldn't use it himself. When the planetary rings fragmented, the station was hit and the lab we were in was damaged. Avon was hit by debris. How badly? He was barely conscious. He told me to take his bracelet and get the Liberator fixed. I still don't buy it. It's true. There wasn't any time. There were seconds to go before Orak activated the teleport. Avon said I had to fix Zen because none of you would know how. Well, that's certainly true. The Federation were evacuating the station. They may have reached Avon in time. He could still be alive. That's possible, I suppose. But it's unlikely. I'm sorry. Even if the rescue teams did reach him, he would hardly be better off in the hands of the Federation. With Zen not obeying orders, we can't even go back and try to rescue him. The simple fact is, Avon gave me his bracelet so I could come here. Yeah, so you keep saying, but here's another simple fact. We don't know that you didn't just take it, leaving Avon to his fate. True. So, what are you going to do about that? Throw me out of the nearest airlock and forget about me? Or let me repair Zen? Not even Avon was sure exactly how Zen worked. Well, I have a slight advantage. I spent two years studying system technology and, more importantly, the Quonar technology that's infected your ship. Now, let me look at your flight computer and see if I can help.
Watch your head, Zariah. Please, hurry up. You'll knock yourself out charging through doors like that. And please, can you resist the urge to hurry me up? I am Primus, after all. That just means you're old. <laughs> I am not old. Well, not that old. You're Primus. You don't get to be Primus without being old. <laughs> without a great deal of experience, I think you mean. And anyway, you're wrong, as you are about so many things. The Primus before me reached this position in under 30 summer swells. That's old. <laughs> I'll be Primus one day anyway. That is the plan. Or at least I would be Primus if the Power Stone wasn't about to fail. Zariah, I thought we had been through this. I know. But I went back and ran the checks again and analysed the results, just like you advised. If the energy levels continue to fluctuate like they are, and the Power Stone fails... Then we fail. This citadel fails. Cronus itself fails, I know. That is why it falls to us, the Ministry, to maintain it for the good of everyone else. And so we do. But we don't understand how it works. Not really. Not properly. We monitor it and check the readings, but we don't know how the Power Stone works. It is alien after all, and it predates everything else we know here. We understand enough. Do we? Sometimes I wonder if, as our history tells us, the stone was left for us by people from deep space. Well, perhaps we need them to return. Now you go too far, Zariah. But they left the stone for us. They must be able to fix it if they came back. They, they will never return. They cannot because they no longer exist. They left the galaxy centuries ago. It is true that we have benefited from their legacy, but all we have here, we have built for ourselves. Stop and think. Look outside, through the portal. Look into the depths. This is the world our ancestors made, under the sea, through hard work and sacrifice. There are other worlds, other stars, but they do not concern us. They cannot. This is all we must care about now. Not some ancient visitors from deep space. So this is the alien component. It's from Quonar, right? Yes. Avon brought it back with him. He thought he could use it to fix Zen's broken power linkages. And he was right. It worked. And it worked for a very good reason. The Quonar tech was fully compatible with the Liberator's computer systems. It borders the time we needed. And we were owed some good luck. Good luck? Quonar technology is designed to be compatible. It's incredibly adaptive. And it likes nothing more than getting it together with system tech. Avon bought you some time, but he bought you a whole load of problems with it. The Quonar component acts as a parasite. It gets its control filaments right into the computer linkages, forming an almost symbiotic bind. It cuts off the control interface with a flight computer so it can work its way deeper into the circuits without being discovered. Which is why Zen went silent on us. We thought it was something to do with the auto repair systems. That's what you were meant to think. Slowly, silently, without anyone knowing, the Quonar parasite took over all the ship's systems. By the time you realised something was wrong, by the time Avon realised something was wrong, it was too late. So that's why Zen won't obey orders. He doesn't have any choice in the matter. He's being controlled by the Quonar. I'm afraid so. 
Poor Zen. Don't feel sorry for it. Zen is just a machine. And so is the Quonar Parasite. You sound like Avon. I'll take that as a compliment. I liked him. I don't think I ever heard anyone say that about Avon. Dilla? Oh. Dilla? Can I come in? If you must. How are you feeling? You look awful. Thanks. Pass me that bottle, will you? No. And if your life is indeed at my command, <laughs> then you've been listening to a Big Finish production. So why not rate, review and subscribe? But my life is at your command. No, it's, it might. Yes, what I'm saying is... <laughs> oh, you're back. Sorry, I thought you'd gone. Uh, well, the, you know, it's, I'm on a bit of bungee rope, aren't I? <laughs> I have to always come a bit like a boomerang. <laughs> no, no, it's the bungee boomerang. No, so... No, oh, let's forget the whole thing. <laughs>